revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Promoting peace, liberty, and prosperity around the clock. LibertyTalk.fm. What's up, everybody? We are back, and this is the Sporting Edge. It's a beautiful Saturday with a lot of college football that teased us into our uh, NFL Sunday. I want it's to s- finally cold. And That's finally what cold. I love about it. It's nice crisp. Little, it's fall. This is football. Leaves are falling. Leaves are turning brown. Fantasy teams are falling. They're fall. After three weeks... You have a great idea, like a relationship. You know, you know, because you know. three weeks—that's that's it's, it's where it's at. You're not going to all of a sudden get a boom. You get twelve. You get about twelve weeks until the playoffs. So twenty-five percent of the way through the regular season, yeah. fantasy. Like you said, it's like dating. You know, she's not going to get any hotter. She's not going to get any sweeter. Yeah, it's just going to stay where it's going to stay. And right now, zero and three is where I'm at, and that's you, okay. You need a divorce. I need a divorce. A divorce, a breakup, whatever it I is. I fired my internal coach last year. I'm going to have to do that again this year. Going to have to find out a whole new strategy. Need a new website. J-D- Maybe try Farmers Only. Farmers yeah, Only. You've done J-Date. You've done Match.com. It is time to go somewhere else in this world. But running backs will forever be my downfall. Todd Gurley really just sticking it in my face as usual. It's okay. But before we get on our full football tangent, we have been neglecting other sports. And I do... You know what? If you're going to bring up the NBA, I'm doing. I'm bringing up the NBA. They have, and I, tried, we, they have tried to steal the limelight from every other sport. They love trying, and they have. They a had bit. the summertime. That <laughs> was their time. Baseball playoffs weren't a thought yet. Football, but I was going to get into that as well. Okay. The Major League Baseball playoffs, but I do want to give the NBA a small little spiel where I can, and I think it's interesting that, of course, once an accusation is made or acquisition is made, then yeah, everything. Accusation. Ac- no acquisition. Like, acquiring a player is what I'm going oh. for. Is the word I'm going there. See? Okay. So, Mello is now on the Thunder. And part of me is like, wow. Who Mello- gives a shit? Okay. There's that part. And then there's the <laughs> that's part. That's my part. That's your part. And then there's my part where, like, well, okay. Now you've got Paul George and you've got Russell Westbrook. And you've got a Mello who, defensively, that's really one of the only areas you can criticize him in. But scoring-wise, I think he's going to fit well with this team. But what I was bringing up, the point before that, is, of course, now that he's officially with another team, we learned that on draft night, there was a trade made where Paul George and Carmelo Anthony were headed to the Cavs, but it fell through literally as the draft clock started ticking. So I always wonder where these things, like how this stuff occurs, and now Cleveland is my new home team, 
Dwayne Wade has signed. You're such with, a snake. Has signed with the Cleveland Cavaliers. I had a good year being back in my hometown of Chicago. It was fun. I like and you leave the team in shambles. That's I, how you leave it. I, you know, what? possibly the worst starting five in NBA history going into a season. I was intrigued to see where I was going to go. Part of me wished that Dwayne Wade went to the Spurs, but at the end of the day, I want Dwayne Wade playing with LeBron James. It's the best matchup, and Kyrie Irving, who I have. Ultimately, zero respect for it. Maybe Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid come before him. <laughs> but Kyrie Irving comes out and says all this crap about how LeBron James always said, Dwayne Wade did this, Dwayne Wade did that. I always had to live up to his expectation. You know what? I hope they're happy playing together. You know what? You're a sulking baby who is playing on a team now that will never win a championship as long as LeBron James is in this league. And I guarantee that. Okay, well, LeBron James is not going to win a championship as long as the Warriors are the Warriors. I will never rule out LeBron James in any circumstance. But that was, I am ruling him out with Kevin Durant. I don't care. I don't care Kevin what you're Durant saying. Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA. We're, there's talks that Boogie Cousins is going to come to the Cleveland Cavaliers this season as well. That is a force that I, I'm very intrigued with. And the NBA writers and talkers, speakers, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> are liking Isaiah Thomas. Let it be known he will be back in November. <laughs> Let it be known this guy plays the worst defense in the league, <laughs> but he, he won't be able to defend He won't need to do order. it. And again, Kyrie Irving was not much of a better option at defense. LeBron James, significantly better at defense than most of the players on that Celtics team, just because he's significantly a better player. Well, he's the best. Of all time. the most physical. Let's just go all time. But anyways, that was NBA talk. Really just wanted to talk about Dwayne Wade. I want to throw in my two cents about Carmelo joining the Thunder. Yeah, your two cents. Do not call it a big three. It is not a big three. It's a big two with a very important third player. It's a big two with maybe a third. Carmelo, everybody... I hope he proves you wrong, though. Just like Todd Gurley to me. I would not be upset if he did. But his entire career, he's one of the best scorers. Ever. Probably ever. But, I mean, the guy has never won anywhere he's ever been. Hopefully this is the best team he's playing with. Hopefully he can figure out what T-E-A-M means. Well, if a guy hasn't figured it out by now, then he probably... Well, maybe he can. Maybe he he took. It would have taken LeBron James or Chris Paul. Now Russ Westbrook. I do like Russ Westbrook and the Paul George combo. I do. I think Russell Westbrook is hungry to win. I know, and I just I hope somebody like kind of beats down the Warriors a little bit. Just gets physical, hits some here and there. I just don't know. Danny Trevathan, one of them. Just and we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But that was talking NBA. We're gonna hop real quick over into the Major League Baseball as we are officially headed to the postseason as Cubs fans. And not only did we make the exclamation point on going to the playoffs, we eliminated the Cardinals <laughs> on a robbery of a home run. Back-to-back nights with the AAA roster. With AAA. An amazing. Hangover, we have a friend, greatest quote of all, the hangover roster. There's the no way Rizzo and those guys woke up the next morning feeling all right to play this Cardinals game on uh, on Thursday night. So they put the hangover roster in to eliminate the Cardinals. It's pretty funny, and I think it's very exciting, and the Cubs are on the right track at this point in time. They are on the right track, and I think that makes for you know the best series in the first round of the playoffs. I think it's going to be Cubs-Nats. I mean, you look at two powerhouse teams, Chicago obviously being the defending champions. I mean, nobody takes that title away from you until you're physically eliminated next season. So i got to give the edge to the Cubs right now. I just think the Nationals... Like I say, every time we talk baseball, are a team that has constantly failed to deliver when the lights shine the brightest. I mean, you've got Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, and Gio Gonzalez. 
three great pitchers going for them right now. Gio Gonzalez has had a career year, but I, I just worry about this team as a whole clicking, you know, when it matters the most. And that's what I love about the Cubs this year. They essentially have not really been talked about. I mean, they had that horrible first half where they were five games behind Milwaukee. Everybody was more or less shitting themselves. But then the Kool-Aid came back out. The Kool-Aid came back out, and Joe Madden invited everybody to the party. They've been playing great baseball in the second half. The addition of Quintana, um, I think, really turned this team around. And I like that nobody's talking about them because I think that makes it the easiest to play. It'll be a very fun series. Playoff Obviously, baseball. It's playoff is baseball, bad. and I love I love that I'm going to be able to root for the Cubs. I'm very excited about that moving forward. They will be playing the Nationals, and we know how I feel about a certain man with beautiful, luscious hair. Bryce Harper is officially back. He's off the 10-day DL. He's going to be playing, hopefully. It's more he, than 10 days. Well, he was on his second stint of yeah. a 10-day DL. They took him off of that recently. I hope he gets his swing back kind of then as he's going to get to play a little bit, but yeah. then I hope it doesn't show up when he plays the Cubs. I think this is one of the last years we'll have to worry about this, as I do feel Bryce Harper will be in red and blue eventually. I'm very excited for that prospect and that idea. I would love to have Bryce join the Chicago Cubs. But that's all the time we have this segment, everybody. We're going to come finish up a little bit about Major League Baseball next segment, but we're going to get right back into our game picks, NCAA as well as NFL, covering what happened the week before. This is the Sporting Edge at LibertyTalk.fm and AMFM 24-7. We'll be back after the break, everybody. What's up, what's up, everybody? We are back, and we cover the Cubs, and we cover the Nationals. The Dodgers and Diamondbacks have clinched from the West. I think that sets up, if the Diamondbacks are to get out of the wildcard game... Against uh, another division opponent. Potentially the Rockies. And I think the Diamondbacks pose a tremendous threat to the Dodgers. I think that would be a very interesting matchup. I I think you fall along the line of thinking that the Colorado Rockies have no chance in this wildcard game, and I I, I I just completely disagree. I do not think they have a chance. I'm just saying if the Diamondbacks were to move on. Because Rockies can. I'm not saying they can't. I just think it would be a better matchup seeing the Diamondbacks versus Dodgers. Yeah, you know, I think obviously the Diamondbacks have been extremely hot in the second half. You look at what the Dodgers have done over the past month, and it's it's obviously a little concerning. I mean, the body of work for the entire season you Darvish. Say, is great. I mean, over 100 wins, but you, it, you look at sports as a game of what have you done for me lately, and the Dodgers over the past month have not looked like a champion. They've not done for you lately. They have not done for me lately, as opposed to them going like 90 and 30 over you know the previous 120 games. But, you know, the Diamondbacks, the acquisition of J.D. Martinez was huge. The yeah. guy is an absolute mammoth. Third 40, in home runs. Yeah, I think 46 or something, something like that. Something in the high 40s lines. here. Paul Goldschmidt continues to be the best player in baseball that nobody talks about, which I think he's fine with. Interesting team, but I don't know. I have a strange feeling that the Rockies are going to win the wild card game. Just to poo-poo, and then they're going to get Just swept to, by the Dodgers. No, they're not going to get I swept want, by the I want the, You're right. I want the Diamondbacks. I'm putting it out there in the universe. All right. I'm taking the Rockies. And when that game comes, we will we'll probably pick against know, each other. I don't know the starters yet, but I'm going to assume it's going to be John Gray for Colorado and Zach Greinke for Arizona. So, Oh, I need to also go on the offensive. As much as I like this Diamondbacks team, Zach Greinke, is the, like, he earns the take-it-easy moment of the week. 
And I know he's socially awkward, and I know that there's a lot of things going on in his head that we might not understand. But Pat Nishik, whoever from he's on the Rockies now, right? He just got he was I don't on. Even know. I forgot what team he was on the Phillies this year. Went to the All Star game, and he collects signed autographed baseball cards for his son. Just has a massive collection. At the All Star game, he met with Grinky. Didn't sign it. Grinky did not sign it. He said he would. And then he did not. And then a couple games later, he sent somebody over to the dugout. Zach Grinky turned them away. Now there's a little running feud there. And Zach Grinky calls him some just porous words, saying that he's lame, he's an adult, he needs to grow up, he's immature. But really, it's for Pat's kids. Anyways, Grinky, you, you need to take it easy. You're not super. You're not a superstar by any means. I think there's the Kershaws of the world, and then maybe you're the next tier underneath that. Maybe. But Take it easy, Grinky. Let's get real quickly to the AL. The Yankees, the Bronx Bombers again. I would like to dub yeah. them that name. Aaron Judge, over 50 home runs this year. And the man Sanchez behind the plate. Sanchez. Fanta- it seems like Sanchez gets jealous when Judge is a home run, so I, he feels the need to hit one I as well. I think Sanchez might have a little more power, honestly. He might. Yeah. Although, let's be real here. I mean, Judge can send a ball to the moon. We've seen those commercials with Tiger Woods hitting balls off the moon. Aaron Judge is hitting one right back up to him. I would love, everyone would love, I think baseball loves the idea that the Red Sox and Yankees could play each other in the postseason. And that's just what baseball is. We got the Bears-Packers on Thursday night. Baseball is Cubs-Cards, Red Sox-Yankees. I think that's the epitome. I mean, you think about the series where the Yankees blew a 3-0 lead. You just get, get chills thinking about this series potentially happening again. And then, of course, you've got your favorites. I actually don't. You did you pick the Astros this year, or were you on some other bandwagon? You had no, the, you I, had your Mets, who are not even close to the playoffs. <laughs> Dude, the Mets were out after about the first week of the season, yeah. but that's okay because you don't have to hold me to my uh, predictions because they're usually wrong. But I actually didn't like the Astros because I worried about the starting pitching. But Verlander, Verlander, the acquisition of Justin Verlander. I think really turned the tide for this team and the thing I love about the Houston Astros and Boston Red Sox right now is they're playing each other in a series and they're going to play each other in the first round of the playoffs and I think this matchup to me is just spooky. Spooky. There's a ton of talent on both these teams. I mean you look at the Astros offensively might be the most dominant team in baseball. I think, you know, a guy like Carlos Correa, Jose Altuve, George Springer, who I think would be an MVP candidate, and if it weren't for Jose Altuve, um, Alex Bregman, a young guy who's having a great year, you know, got Marwin Gonzalez. This team, offensively, is unbelievable. Pitching-wise, which is what we worried about, they now have two I, two bona fide number one starters, I think, in Dallas Keuchel and Justin Verlander. Is it enough to win the whole thing? I think so, but obviously you got to pitch well. And they're going up against a good pitching rotation. They're going up against a good rotation with with some question marks. Well, David Price is. You have Chris. I I wouldn't even consider him. I I wish the Red Sox did not bring him back this season. Yeah, they were talk. I heard a little whisper that he might be closing games, or like being the eighth inning man or something for the Red Sox. And I'm just like, get out of here. He's, a, I, he's the, turned into a bum. He's never pitched well in the playoffs in his entire life. 5.82 ERA. In the I, mean, I think he's 0 7 also. Yeah. There's nothing there's nothing to show for him there. But I just don't want to I don't know. It just seems like the playoffs aren't for him. No. But I mean, they're he likes, need, he likes the regular season. They need the other pitchers to step up. I mean, Chris Sale 
is obviously that guy. But, you know, a guy like Drew Pomerantz. Who also hasn't been there before. Right. I mean, this is... It'll be an interesting... The AL will be interesting, especially since we're also the good luck charm to the AL. Yeah. We bring on Corey Provis to the show. We bring on... And the Twinkies. And the Twins are now They're in the spotlight. They're, They're going to the postseason because of us. I'm going to take a lot of the credit. You know what? Nah, that's just who I am as a person. I believe that we put yeah. them on the face of our show. We've got... <laughs> We introduced the Twins. We introduced the the Twins to the rest of the world. I'm glad they made it. They're obviously behind the Cleveland Indians who, you want to talk about what have you done for me lately, they are the reverse of that of the Dodgers. They they might win more games this season than the Dodgers. They're two games back on the overall best record. The Indians are scary. I mean... Yeah. Well, first, before we get to Indians, Twins-Yankees wildcard game, who you got? I got Yankees. It's just a family thing. My whole family is from New York. I'm not a Yankees fan myself, but I wouldn't mind seeing Judge in a series against the Red Sox. I would just love the Yankees-Red Sox, especially after the whole sign-stealing thing. I want somebody to get hit. I want Pedro Martinez to punch somebody else. And he's <laughs> not even on the field. I even, if, if I had never known about the Pedro thing and I just saw him on LB Network, I would never have guessed that he would have done what he did. Yeah. He's a very jolly, happy he's a man. jolly guy. And who has not missed a meal in a while also. He's not missed a meal. That he's way within his word, right. No, Whatever absolutely. he wants now. Feel, like, feel free to eat. But that's um, that's where we are in Major League Baseball. I still am fortunate enough to have both my teams that I predicted will make it to the World Series in it. As I have the Astros as well as the Cubs. I don't even know who you have anymore. You might have picked the Marlins. <laughs> you might have picked think... the Marlins and Mets who are in the same division. I mean, that's how ludicrous your first choice was. But it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. We like betting on Major League Baseball, so we'll probably give you... Especially playoffs are fun. That's what I mean. We'll give you some postseason betting. But real quickly, NCAA went to piss poor last week for me. (laughs) Went to shit. Went to crap for me. Oh, I thought you were talking about basketball. Oh, let's actually... Thank you for bringing it up. (laughs) NCAA basketball, my my calling card has gone to the pooper. And it is bad. Rick Pitino, bye. And this this is bad, but they're... There is an elite group of horrible human beings in the world. And I don't need to name most of them because most of them have committed actual acts of just complete indecency and have ruined people's lives. He has, on a level, done that at the college level. He is a dirt bag, a slime bag, whatever kind of bag you're going to put him in, he deserves to be in it. You lock it up, seal it, let him go somewhere else. He's done. He's out. Oklahoma State has just fired their coach. The NBA... Their top tier of players are leaving agents who have gotten involved. So this is now an NBA, an NCAA. It is catastrophe all the way through to AAU basketball where these coaches are taking the money. I mean, they're putting money. They're making it in cash. They're putting it into retail stores that will then just weirdly hand it over to these players. I mean, it's completely, it's completely unbelievable. But I have said it over and over again, maybe not on this show. It is time to give these players what they're worth, clearly what their market value is as NCAA players. It is time for them to make some of the money that they are generating game in and game out for this NCAA logo that we see on everything. And that's all the time we have this segment, everybody. But yeah, I'm heated. It's a debate I've had a lot. The NCAA is going to shit, and the season has not even started for me to pick my picks. (laughs) We'll be back after the break, everybody. This is Sporting Edge at LibertyTalk.fm and AMFM 24-7. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report. 
bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics and the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to the Bubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at Bubba at the Bubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at Bubba at the Bubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, the Bubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubble Report. What's up? What's up, everybody? We are back. And just as atrocious as everything else going on, apparently, in the sports world, and definitely in the NCAA, is my recent stretch of college football picks. Now, let me put this out there first. I am still 8-6 and six on the year, so I still am making you money. But, but. Xander has taken over the lead. He's now 9-5. and five. Damn right. He's a game over as he just shut me out in the head-to-head matchups last week. Oklahoma State forgot they were ranked in the top 25 last week and got their asses handed to them on a silver plate, as well as the worst non-cover I've had in a while. Just a brutal, brutal Florida not covering. Minus one and a half. They win by one. Those ones hurt. Those ones are the stingers. You're like, wow. How can it not be? And there was no shot. They were down six, need to score to win, and there's never any time in your life that you go for the two point conversion when you're tied. They had they had to they had to kick the extra point to win it by one. Yeah, and so was- for the last six minutes of the game, I knew nothing. I knew I had lost right. unless there was an onside like onside recovery or a fumble on the kickoff. Pick six. Pick that's six. Always, that's some. Sometimes that's your only. But hope. even so late in the game, when you see most pick sixes and they are so excited and they slide to the ground and they just some people go do, to the some knee. People don't. It was over. But yeah, you know, been uh, doing well in NCAA lately, and I, I think I got to give a lot of credit to the underdogs. I've been oh. uh, taking a lot of underdogs this year just because I think they're undervalued. Yeah. Um, why not? TCU. You know, I thought it was a team with a defense. I mean, not only did they have Kenny Hill on the offensive side of the ball, but defensively, a much better team than Oklahoma State had seen the entire year. And I think from the get-go that um, they kind of showed Mason Rudolph that this was not the Pittsburgh Panthers playing defense. No. And, you know, Mason Rudolph, I mean, he had... Minus the 75-yard bomb he threw that had my heart soaring, thinking that right. Oklahoma State was he about had, to go on stati- a run. Statistically-wise, he had a, a decent game, but was not nearly as sharp as he had been the first few weeks of the season. And Kenny Hill, give him a lot of credit, um, led this team. And I think this it was pretty much a blowout. I think yeah. the score was closer than the actual game was. Um, TCU dominated. They did. On both sides of the ball. Right. And you and you just said the underdogs, but you got Kentucky at plus one and a half like the rest of us. So that's, in a sense, that's a nail-biter. And for yourself, you did pull off that victory. You did like Kentucky coming into the game. I think you just have a hatred for Florida, which I I definitely <laughs> I did did going into the game. Definitely do now. Forever. <laughs> two weeks in, two weeks in a row, they screw just you. Just can never get it right. I give you chances, Florida, and you just throw it right back in my face. Yeah, but um, Kentucky. Glad I won the you know 
came with the spread. I was very disappointed they didn't hold on to that game, though. 3-0, had a chance to be 4-0, beating a huge conference rival. And you give Kentucky up, you give football. Up, I know, but it's a different year this year. Gave up two touchdowns to Florida within the last seven minutes. The worst offense, arguably, it's, in college football. It, it was very hard to watch. But Mississippi State got blown out. By really, my Georgia really, Bulldogs. Uh, really not much to say about that. Not much. There's not much to say about them, as well as, I mean, there isn't much to say about that other than I didn't pick Georgia. It went against my morals or laurels, whatever you want to call it. I didn't pick Georgia. It was a shameful pick. You can go back to last week's show where I I was heartbroken that I didn't take this game. But our other loss and my last loss and your only loss, not your only loss, the Mississippi State, but your last loss as well, Penn State. One of those games that was a really good game. But you just knew you never had the spread. You know what? I during halftime I saw the stat that like Iowa, their past I think it was the past three times they've played a top five team at home, they've beaten them. I was like, wow, that that's a pretty unbelievable stat. I mean Iowa football is always thought of as eh, they're pretty good, but they're, they're grinders. Not. They grind it they're out. They're grinders, but they're not they're workhorses, like, but they're not next level. No, but I mean, geez. I agree. That's one of those games I'm not really mad about losing because, honestly, they just didn't look like they were going to cover from the first quarter. No. And it's not what I expected. It would have been cool to see Iowa win. I know. That ball was about an inch away from that defensive back's hand. And I'll have to relive that moment every day for the rest of the season. Would have been a fantastic win at home for Iowa. Yeah. But we lost that. Penn State no cover. My only win of the week, salvaging and maintaining my above 500 record. And it was lucky. It was a lucky, but hey, Harbaugh said it best. Purdue's locker rooms were terrible. That hit on Spates was terrible. Michigan pulled it off, minus 10.5. I was able to walk away with that one. Purdue, there was too much hype surrounding them. There was too much going into the game that they were this team that was going to shock the Big Ten. I didn't feel it. You know what? Lucky, BS. Michigan went in, took care of business, did their job. I disagree. I think... Purdue is not. If you overrated. win and cover the spread by ten and a half, I think that's you win in and you won. You did I mean, your they, job. They did, but I think they, the game was very close. It was a tie game. The game changed on a huge penalty. I thought it was a bunch of bull crap on Purdue's defense with a late hit um, in the third quarter. And the game spiraled away from there. But you know that's football. That's what happens. But Michigan, they've for how much I talked them up at the start of the year. They have not shown me what I have wanted to see. We so still hard. need the offense to click. That's all. We just need the offense. Maybe off- Wilton Spates getting hurt is the best thing that's going to happen to this team. And we'll John see- O'Corn, I thought, was serviceable in his first ever outing. Apparently, all you need to be is serviceable, and the defense will carry you the rest of the way. That's what's called Alabama football. Exactly. Although Alabama's offense, Jalen Hurts does not look bad by yeah, any I mean, stretch of the imagination. All- I know, but he's their first like all-star quarterback. In a long that's fair. Time. Let's get into our picks. Me and you... We'll talk about the two picks we're not taking together. I'm taking Cincinnati at home against Marshall. This is very much a Jared Rubin pick. I hope he listens to the show and appreciates that. I know he's won money with the Cincinnati team. I like the Bearcats. I almost went to college there. They've got a great stadium. Marshall, 2-1. and one. Cincinnati, 2-2. Two and two. I think this is just a game I need to win. And it's just... Take <laughs> You're three throwing and darts at the game board now? I feel good. Taking the home team, 3.5. Not too big of a spread. I also am going... <laughs> With the team that beat me by half a point, I'm taking Kentucky at home, minus 14.5 against Eastern Michigan. 
I think that's a fun game to take. They're going to be mad about their one-point loss. They come in there, they're going to clobber at home. I like that. I think those are two safe picks to take. I'm rolling with Kentucky minus 14.5 and, and Cincy minus 3.5. Now, we'd love to hear your the oracle of college football now because you have a one-game lead on me. Who are you taking? Well, I have a great feeling about this week. And again, I'm sticking with my theme of underdog. I've got three underdogs, one favorite. And I know it's Saturday, but I'm picking the game because we're recording this on Friday. I'm picking the USC-Washington State game. I'm taking Washington State plus five. And I'm going to throw in that they are going to win this game straight up. USC has honestly not looked very good this year. I know what was the most with, efficient offense or fast-paced offense to start the year? Tim Darnold is having trouble. Seven interceptions. Yes. They've been sluggish. USC, back-to-back road games, short week of practice this week. Washington State, I think, is one of the fastest starting teams in college football. You've got Mike Leach, big spotlight, a big stage here with a chance with Luke Falk. Another NFL-ready quarterback that nobody really talks about, I think, is going to... I think they're going to... I don't want to say it's dominate. He's going to be on the stage. He's going to be if put on not stage. not going to dominate, I think they are going to win this game pretty handedly. 10-point win? Make 10-point win, um, but I just think Washington State, I think this is their time. I think they're, team-wise, they're probably about even, but I think they're going to come out. They're going to jump on USC. I think Darnold's going to be under a lot of pressure. Washington State's defense is also the number one passing defense in the Pac-12. Which isn't, you know, calling them Alabama, but still number Reading one in their conference. conference. Um, I just think they're going to win, and USC's running back, Ronald Jones, might not play. That's so fair. That could be another big hit. For Who's USC. your other pick that doesn't coincide with my picks? Um, are we? <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure. We're not. I I've got Tennessee and Clemson, which we'll go over in a second. Okay, then my other pick. We've already talked about him, Mississippi State. Nope, you're back I'm on him. Consistent. You know what? Plus nine I against Auburn. Plus nine against Auburn. Here's why. Mississippi State, bad game last week. Horrible game. There's Horrible nothing you game. can say about it. But I think you keep that game, you put it in the trash bag, you throw it away, you move on to next week. My thing about Auburn is, I know they destroyed Missouri last week, but nothing about what they've done this season has told me that they should be a nine-point favorite no. over a team like Mississippi State. I know they're at home, but you know, as bad as Mississippi State was last week, like it's last week. They had a bad game. Things happen. They got absolutely crapped on. I don't, you know, if it was seventeen to three as opposed to thirty-one three, it doesn't really matter to me. They did not play well the entire game. Nick Fitzgerald was not good, but I'm not impressed with Auburn this year. And I think I don't know if Mississippi State's going to win, but they're going to keep this close. I'm loving them plus nine. Absolutely. So those are Xander and I's picks that aren't together because we're running out of time here. We're both taking Clemson plus or minus seven and a half. Or seven. We got them at seven. And Tennessee plus seven and a half. We love the matchup. Georgia versus Tennessee. Tennessee at home. We're going to ride with those volunteers. We got robbed once. We're not getting robbed again. And Clemson, I guess they're just the hot team. They haven't let us down yet this year. They're going up against Virginia Tech. I know a ranked team on the road as well. We'll see how it goes. I like Clemson. I think this is another statement game. Show how dominant you are and get ready for the postseason. But that's all the time we have this segment, everybody. This is the Sporting Edge at LibertyTalk.fm and AMFM 24-7. We'll be back after the break, everybody. What's up? What's up, everybody? This is the Sporting Edge, and we are back with some NFL football. I just wanted to give my quick two cents on the last two college games that Roz and I took. Tennessee, the love child. Shout out Jared Rubin, because I know 
that he told us last week. We're, we're in love with Tennessee, and I absolutely am. I think this is a very good football team. And my one note under this game is give me some Kelly. Give me I some Kelly. John Kelly, I think, is going to dominate this game. 112 rushing yards per game. Um, one of the best running backs in the nation, in my opinion. I'm not worried about the Massachusetts game from last week that Tennessee almost blew. I think after a game like Florida, you were due for a letdown. I think that's exactly what happened. But the last six games have been settled by eight points or less between Georgia and Tennessee, and three out of the last four have been settled by a field goal. I think this is a very close game, and I love the fact that Tennessee is at home because this is not an easy place to play. Georgia last week looked very comfortable in their little home palace, and now they take a road trip, and that's why I like Tennessee. Also, Clemson. Third best defense in the nation facing an inexperienced QB for Virginia Tech. I think that's the main difference in this game. I do like Virginia Tech as a team, but I just don't think they're going to get it done. Kelly Bryant, it's Clemson team. They're for real. And I think this is going to be a 20-point game. But we move on. To Sunday. To the after National we, Football League. After we finish our bowling against the, the oldest league in the North Shore, yeah. we get to watch... That's the L'Chaim League. The L'Chaim. It is Yom Kippur this weekend, so... Mazel Tov or whatever other Shana Tova, I don't know. I'm, That's I, the New Year. I'm a very bad. I'm a very bad Jew, but it's okay. <laughs> Anyways, we've got the NFL. I want to talk real quick about my Packers who won. They're now three and one to start the year. Our best start in the last two seasons. I'm feeling good. They look good. The defense is not healthy. Devonte Adams might not know where he is anymore for the rest of his life after that ugly, brutal hit by Danny Trevathan. And I know that both parties, even Aaron Rodgers says that Trevathan did not mean, or he claims he did not mean to lower his head and knock out Adams. I just don't see it. He was wrapped up for a good chunk of time and got popped. Totally against that. I'm all for suspension. Maybe three games would be would be justice. But anyways, Packers 3-1. Feel fantastic. The NFL... A lot is, of injuries. A lot of injuries. The Packers, that's what they're going to need to overcome. But the NFL is a crapshoot right now. It's it is a- bad. There are some bad, bad football teams in the world. Who play good every Sometimes. Other week. Just- the Jets came out and crapped on Miami's throw last week. Which is fine, because I didn't take that game, so I wasn't concerned. I didn't either. And Jags-Ravens? That's the interesting one. <clears throat> Jaguars putting a 40 spot on the Ravens. Flacco throwing for 29 yards, being benched and having Ryan Mallett come in. The NFL, there's an inconsistency to it right now. And the Seahawks, too. Just praised so much. There was a great article on ESPN about how the Super Bowl contenders, the top Super Bowl picks, are not playing to form. You've no. got the Patriots who needed a last-second touchdown to save me and you from the survival, the early survivor pool right. exit. And you got the Bills, kind Bills. of manhandling the Broncos for the better half of that football game. Again, another game we Bears lost as well. Beating the Steelers in overtime. Either there is a lot of variety going on and a lot of diversity in terms of talent, or these teams aren't weren't ready for the season. There's a lot of injuries going on early and often this right. year. I think football is about to flip. There's about to be something else that co- like comes to be and moves and changes the ga- the way the game flows a little bit. I don't know what it is, but I just have this weird feeling. You mean like it. a second ball? No, I don't know. I, there's just some <laughs> weird. There's something weird about the NFL season so far. Maybe it is my fantasy team being as terrible as it is right now. Also, the Bengals almost they should have won that game against Green Bay. They, Aaron Rodgers led a great comeback. He though. did. That was not. But like, I think it was more a product. Cincinnati did not play to win that game. 
in the second half. They just played not to lose. Well, you do that against a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, and you get what you deserve. The Packers' defense once again wasn't atrocious. It wasn't what, bad. The point I made is they gave up two touchdowns. Yes, which the Bengals had not scored all year, but the other touchdown was a defensive one, and the other the field goal came off of a defensive play as well. So the Packers' D, I feel pretty confident about. Three and one, great place to be. We'll see where the Patriots finish up this week. Washington also, and Washington with the beat down on the Derek Raiders. Carr and the Raiders, and that one hurts too because I I definitely like the Raiders team. I think they're a fun organization to watch, but like we've been talking about the Titans, our team though, they're interesting. Beating the Seahawks at home, those are games you really need to win if you want to showcase that you are a talent in the AFC, a talent in the NFL overall. I think. With can ten- we can we give some love to the Thursday night game? That people forget about the oh, Rams, the Rams, and the 49ers. Supposed to be the ugliest game on Ugly, slate. People weren't even going to watch it. I stuck with it. I had faith. Forty-one to thirty-nine turned out to be one of the better games. They almost in the doubled. So far this they year. almost doubled over. They did. Over under was forty. The total for the game was eighty. Great game. Jared Goff, young quarterback, looked awesome. Sammy Watkins getting into the mix. Brian Hoyer, Carlos Hyde, Pierre Garcon. An awesome game that a lot of people didn't think was going to happen. Will so. they do this against other teams, though? That's the only thing. You're play- I think these are still two bad teams. I and two bad agree. teams can do that against one another. And yes, we thought there was going to be the defense that would hold up and hold them under this. And their offense weren't going to be good enough to get over that over. But we'll see what happens. I know just because you've talked about it, you're taking the Rams plus six. That's your I first am taking pick the Rams against the Cowboys. This week against the Cowboys. Um... One guy I think is going to be the X factor in this God. game, and it's Aaron Donald. And if you watch the Rams play at all, you know that there's a chance that Aaron Donald could be the most valuable player in the National Football League. What the guy does at the line of scrimmage, I think, is second to none compared to anybody else in the entire league. This guy changes games with the way he's able to affect pressure in the pocket. And that's what I really like about the Rams is their defense. You know, it's it's okay, but him, you know, playing right next to the football as the nose tackle is I think so valuable for them. And Jared Goff has finally looked like a capable quarterback. Um, McVay has been I think an awesome addition being the head coach of this team. This Rams team, you know what? If they end the year eight and eight, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think things are going in the right direction for them. Okay. I think they're going to come out I don't and play really with you. well. Against the Cowboys this week, and I will take. They started at plus seven, but right now they're at six. I will take them plus the six, and I would not be surprised if they won straight up. You don't think that this is Elliott's breakout week? I mean, he's been terrible. He's been awful to start this season. He wasn't bad against Arizona. Still not those. I don't. I don't first think three, this is, top I, three pick. You I don't, don't think, think his breakout week is coming against St. Louis. You don't. don't you feel Aaron bad. Donald's going to block it up the middle? I think Dak Prescott has shown his worth more. Yeah, this season I think he's been good. He's the guy. I think that rookie of the year award isn't fake. I think that he deserved it. Maybe even so over Ezekiel Elliott. I know the numbers he had. I don't care. I think Dak Prescott, any quarterback, is the staple to a team. Looked good. I know Arizona started slow. I bet that game. We both won the Cowboys <laughs> minus three, yeah. but. I, that was a needed needed one as my record has now fallen to eight and four. I did go three and two last week, so my I've not gone under five hundred in my NFL picks, which is a good thing. Can't say the same. You cannot say the same, Xander. You're an abysmal four and eight. We have reciprocating numbers, so you're taking it easy this week. Me and you, we're only going to take two games. 
You so far, you took your Rams at plus six. You love the whole underdog story, although your second pick's not an underdog. For me, it's a weird week. I'm taking two road teams. Always a weird week. It is a weird week. I'm taking two road teams. I still have a love for Drew Brees. They had a great game against the Panthers, and I think that'll translate to the away game they're about to have in Miami. I think Miami's trash. I think Cutler is no more. They're just not a good team, and the way they lost to the Jets showed it. They couldn't move the ball on the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. They couldn't. They just couldn't get it going. Fireman, their fireman fan could have been on the field and played just as well. I think the Saints go in there, blow out the Dolphins as well. The Dolphins team, for me, is trending the wrong way. A team that you had Ryan Tannehill... It's just going the wrong way. I'm taking. <laughs> they played two games. I don't care. They, they played great they one look, game. Their they... receivers, their running backs, Jay Ajayi has not been impressive. Anyways, I'm Saints. I'm also taking the Lions, who took a very harsh loss to the Falcons last week. I think Case Keenum is going to fall off finally this week. Take the Lions. We're almost out of time, Xander. We need your last pick. Give me the Bengals. Minus three on the road against God, the Browns. You, they need a beat down. The red this machine. Oh, you just love these Bengals. And that, we'll leave you with that. That's all the time we have this week, everybody. We'll be back next week where Xander will most likely pick Andy Dalton again. This is the Sporting Edge at Liberty Talk. FM and AM, FM 24-7. Follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, all of the above. We'll catch you next week, everybody. Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Promoting peace, liberty, and prosperity around the clock. LibertyTalk.fm.